0: the following podcast is brought to you by astro panda productions for more information or to find other great shows visit astro productions.com or visit the astro panda productions page on blogtalkradio.com attention all
1: internet put the children in their cages Shoot your pets. Yank grandmother's plug. Put down your crack pie. It's time for Very Dark, Very Quick.
2: Welcome to Very Dark, Very Quick. I am Mike, and with me as always is...
3: Hi, I'm Aaron.
2: Aaron, this week we're talking about something you didn't want to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to get sued. Fact. You think? Probably. Well, we're going to talk about uh, Scientology this week. Scientology. Here's what I know about Scientology in a nutshell. It's a religion, and it uh, causes you to yell into a bowl, (laughs) and and it causes you to pay money to move up in its structure so that you can finally meet the alien at the end.
3: That sounds about right. That's
2: about right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I tell you, the, the thing that scares me the most about Scientology is how broad a scope they have. Um, they're huge. Yeah, they're very big, and every time somebody threatens them, talks bad about them, whatever, they, they come after them. And uh, unfortunately, they've won a lot of the challenges. Yeah, they seem to be pretty good at defending themselves. Yeah, they won the right to call themselves an actual church. Yeah, So they're non-taxable just like your local Catholic diocese. Yeah, pretty um, weird. You know, maybe it's not so weird. Maybe the fact that they call it a big alien instead of a big guy in the sky, maybe it's not that big a deal. No, no, I don't think that their religion itself is that big a deal. I think it's
3: fine. I, it's it's actually kind of cool, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, religion based around aliens and, and shit. I do think that the whole story with the Thetans and the... Yada, yeah. yada is kind of, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a little bit stupid, but you know, I guess dogma wise, the religion is kind of cool, but these people are really fucking awful.
2: Yeah. They're terrible people. So L. Ron Hubbard, from what I remember about him, he was kind of a nobody and uh, just started writing these books and got kind of a following. And then all of a sudden said, Hey, I'm going to write this, uh, this Scientology doctrine now. I don't know if this is true or not, but I've read
3: this before. It's kind of an urban legend. Uh, But basically, uh, the story goes that L. Ron Hubbard and Robert Heinlein and Frank Herbert were all drinking in a bar together. And somehow the topic came up about religion. And they all made a bet to see whose fictional religion would take off the farthest. And uh, L. Ron Hubbard
2: clearly won this bet because Scientology is huge. They've been very successful. It really is, and I think that uh, they can kind of place their flag on some of the people that have actually joined them. Tom Cruise. Yeah, when you start talking about some of the folks that are actually in Scientology, it's hard for me to believe that people fall for this stuff sometimes. Giovanni Rabisi, Tom Cruise, uh, Isaac Hayes, uh, Kirstie Alley. John Travolta, of course, John Travolta. Yeah, the John Travolta thing is weird to me because what I what I know about him being in Scientology is that he tried to get out and they drew him back in and like basically bumped him up a few levels. Made him more powerful and said that you know you know Zenu needs you or, or whatever they say to people to keep them in.
3: They probably say stay in or we'll cut your
2: fucking throats. Well, that could be part of it as well.
3: It, it really does seem like that's kind of their their tactic with people. I recently rewatched in preparation for this show uh, some of Going Clear. Yeah. And god damn these people are cutthroat. This David Miscavige guy, man, he is just. I mean, doesn't he just look like like. Evil to you? Doesn't he just
2: David, exude evil? David Miscavige is is a guy that I would put on the front lines of being like the Antichrist. Yeah, absolutely. Like if I if I believed in somebody that was going to rise to power, um, his story is 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 kind of odd in that he basically just went to see L. Ron Hubbard and get into Scientology because his dad pushed him into it because he had allergies. Really? Yeah. So he shows up at this guy's house and he uh, slaps him in the head with a bowl or whatever they do, <laughs> and he's been with him ever since. And he was kind of instrumental in finally getting L. Ron Hubbard kind of out of it and him taking over also. It was kind of a, a coup. Yeah, he, he just
3: kind of took it over from the inside. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This, this is a guy that I don't think has a um, college education. Like I say, I think he... Let's see, he was named chairman of the board in 1987. He rose to a leadership position by early 1980. The guy's 57, so at 20 years old, he was in a leadership position with the RTC, which is the Religious Technology Center. It's a corporation that controls trademarks and copyrights of Dianetics and Scientology. Huh. Do you, do you remember seeing those Dianetics commercials back oh, yes. like in the 90s? When I was a kid, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's
3: kind of weird to think back at those cheap, shitty commercials mm-hmm. from this tiny little religion that, that mm-hmm. was nothing back then. Well, I don't know. Was Was Scientology actually pretty widespread in the 90s?
2: Yeah. Well, I think it actually rose in the 90s. I think that's when it really got its footing. Yeah, because um, I was just
3: a kid, and I remember seeing the Dianetics commercials. Yeah, but... the
2: Dianetics commercials were, were really just for that book, Dianetics. Yeah and they were uh, presented
3: the same way any other book commercial that's something that a lot of our viewers probably <laughs> won't know about is that there used to be commercials for, for books. books yeah on tv and uh they they were all presented in a specific way this goes reading is fun believe it or not to our young listeners here mm-hmm. in the 80s when i grew up there was a big literacy problem there were Lots of people that just
2: couldn't it's read. gotten so much better.
1: Well, hasn't it, though? No,
2: it hasn't. And now, Mr. Dr. Science,
1: Ph.D.
4: Greetings, all. This is Mr. Dr. Science, Ph.D. Our topic this week is Scientology. Now, before we begin, let's get something straight. Scientology does not equate to science. Their idea of a soul is referred to as a thetan. They believe this thetan, and yes, I just did air quotes, takes place of the central nervous system. Oh my, where do we begin on that idea? Let's get one thing straight, humans. We need a central nervous system to control our body, not an invisible spirit or soul. The CNS is responsible for all of our movements and connected straight to our thoughts and actions. Sounds to me like the Thetan is the scapegoat for making bad decisions with your bodies, Hollywood actors. Dot, dot, dot. Yep, I just said the dot, dot, dots. And what about this idea that thetans are responsible for the material world? They fell from grace and now inhabit people? What the what? Listeners, let's get one thing straight. Big Bang plus evolution equals humans. Trust me, I know a thing or two about this physical world. I do have an honorary PhD degree from THE University of Denmark. Go mighty owls! Well, at least until they learn I don't know any Latin. Such a wasted language to study on. This has been Mr. Doctor Science PhD. Thanks for listening to the facts. No, back to the
3: show. So can't really talk about Scientology without talking about the most famous Scientologist in the world. I'm referring to, of course, Frank Stallone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now, his brother is not a Scientologist. No, Sly is not a Scientologist. So you got to wonder what those Thanksgivings are like.
3: You think they're weird? Do you think that uh, Frank Stallone comes back and tries to convert Oh, I Sly? would imagine. Yeah. yeah?
2: I mean, it's bound to happen, right? I, I, well, if nothing else, I think Scientology's on his ass about, you know, getting him. Get get him. Get him. Get him. Yeah. yeah oh, get, yeah, you know they are. Yeah, get Sly. Come on. They we want Sly. Yeah, we'll up your... uh we'll, well up your OT level. We'll up your Thetans and introduce you to <laughs> to uh, uh, Zeno Jr. But,
3: you know, ideologically, Scientology is really kind of cool, because these people, <laughs> it? yes, it really is. I mean, like, no, these people are assholes. The, the upper administration of Scientology, uh, they're a bunch of cutthroat motherfuckers. They've got this agenda. No one knows what it is, but whatever it is, it can't be good. Their reported agenda, the whole point of Scientology, according to Scientology, is to save the world. They're going to save mm-hmm. us all. Yeah. Uh, the Scientologists aren't just working to free their own souls from this mortal body but all of ours as well um that's kind of what the whole thing is all about they want to save the world the point i was getting at before though is that they have their a complete full environment of their own there's nobody that's enforcing any laws on them you know they
2: just kind of do what they want well let's talk about uh sea org
3: yeah, I wouldn't want to be in Sea Org. That sounds like hell.
2: Yeah, Sea Org is one of those things that uh, L. Ron Hubbard, he always wanted to be like a captain on the ocean. He wanted, to, he wanted to be this seafaring guy. And so he just started a thing, and he called it Sea Org. The reason he initially started it is just because he wanted to do it. But they saw the, the value in it because they could get offshore and do what they wanted on the waters, and they weren't as tied down by laws and regulations. Yeah, they right. they currently harbor in Caraco, really? Yeah, so I'm thinking Caraco probably not a lot of uh, extradition, extradition, yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, some bad stuff has happened with Sea Org. They've got the places where they keep the people. Um, yeah, you know. And then the other thing that that I find highly um, suspicious is if you join, you have to sign a billion year contract.
3: Yeah, a billion year contract. A billion because, years, because
2: you're not just serving
3: in this life. No, you're serving in all the you're next.
2: Serving forever, and you uh, well, and, a billion years. And it fit well, just a billion years. You know, all the stuff that people talk about cults, it it checks all those boxes. Yes, you give up all your possessions. You you get away you from your family. You give away from your family, even if you want to raise children. You you can't be in Sea Org. Well, and they
3: don't even really let you hang out with non Scientologists. No. They, they
2: force you to isolate yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I saw a, a, a short thing on TV yesterday, I believe it was, and, and it was about the Waco siege, which yeah. wasn't really in Waco. But, um, and they were just talking about how all those people were so enthralled with this thing that they just stayed there and burned. You know, there were only four people who made it out. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nutty. When the place is on fire, there's tanks rolling over you, and, and everybody just stayed. That's when you know you got a successful cult. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> know, I mean, that, that's. Either ride or die. If, if the, well, I mean, if the main leader gets out, that's going to be in your next piece of literature. You know, well, <laughs> we've got a really successful cult because look, everybody else died. They, they fought for it so hard. You remember the Heaven's Gate people. Oh, yeah, the tennis shoes. Yeah. Well, there's Heaven's Gate and then there's the Hellbop people. Were they the same people? Yeah, they were the same people. Yeah. You know,
3: they're still around. Are they? There's like a couple of them that were ask to stay
2: on Earth to run the website. When does the next uh, comet come by that they can grab the tail of and ascend into the heavens?
3: I don't know, but they are re-amassing. There, there will be another one of these things. They're getting ready for another trip around the comet. I would
2: not doubt that there's true believers still of Koresh. I mean, because he, if he was the second coming of Christ, what's to say there's not a third? But yeah, to get back to Scientology, I, I guess people want something so bad... And that says a lot about like B list celebrities. They want something so badly that they're that they're willing to buy into this this weird story. And you know by now Frank Stallone's been told about Xenu. If not, he's found it on the web or Sure, or everyone
3: knows the the cat's out of the bag on yeah. Zenu.
2: That's one thing that, that
3: we didn't know back when we right. saw the Dianetics commercials in the nineties, because they were able to keep it a secret. That they were an alien cult or an yeah. alien religion. We're probably going to get sued for saying the word cult here. You know that, right? Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck, fuck you, Scientology. Just Let means... me just go on and get this out of the way right now. Fuck Scientology. Yes, and
2: fuck Sea Org. Fuck Sea Org. Fuck and L. Fuck Ron Miscavige. Hubbard. Miscavige.
3: Fuck David Miscavige. <laughs> fuck
2: all of these assholes. You understand. They are professional cocksuckers. You understand that, that if that does happen, that we have sort of reached a plateau because we've got enough people who give a shit that are listening. I mean, I think that's a good thing if we actually get yeah. sued. Well, yeah, that would be great for for our numbers. hmm
3: Getting sued by Scientology? Any publicity is good publicity. That's right. Well, yeah, but I don't Except know. This kind of pu- publicity, publicity might end up really costing a lot of money. Well, that's true. It could. <laughs> it could. You know. Or we could just join. Uh, yeah, well, that's, <laughs> Maybe that's that's what we'll that's have what to do, do, right? Do we we'll have to become... join Scientology if, if they sue us. So Maybe that's how they do
2: it. That could be it. Yeah, just through, uh, uh, it's kind of like the, the mob. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's yeah. protection racket. Yeah, you're not getting join out. Join us or we'll sue you. Yeah, you're not getting out.
0: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmos show and the PCC multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where.
5: Promoted, and this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show
0: and the PCC Multiverse every week on the Podcast Radio Network and Apple Podcasts, and over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options.
2: Sea Org was established in 1967 by L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Dianetics and Scientology. It's weird to me that they make the distinction between the two. Because I think the Dianetics thing is more like we said the the self help stuff. Right. And I kind of see it as the entryway into Scientology. So if you buy into Dianetics and you live the tenets of the book then you're an easy catch for Scientology, I would imagine. You think that's like where they find the malleable people is
3: through the well, Dianetics courses? They it, they find who seems susceptible enough to brainwashing. And I would think so. It's in. probably
2: their it's probably their gateway drug. Their recruiting grounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 L. Ron Hubbard, of course, uh, initially had four ships: the Diana, the Athena, the Apollo, and the Excalibur uh the apollo was a flagship that was the one he was always right. on and there for a while when he started getting in tax trouble and things like that i mean he was on those ships all the time yeah he could not because he couldn't hit land. anywhere yeah. yeah yeah he couldn't hit land i think there was a thing and this is just bad memory on my part but i think there was a thing about child support and stuff too but i, I don't know for sure was he not wanted for child molestation it may have been child molestation he's just a creep man he was just a creepy looking dude You know, if you ever see any of the stuff where he's giving interviews or anything, he's just so creepy. He just comes across, and it's not because I know what he did. It's just he's one of those guys that initially hits you as, "Ooh, creepoid." Yes, you know, just, just, just weird. He's got a weird uh, thing about him, a weird air about him. He is a definitively creepy guy. He was. We need to retract. It was not child molestation. It was fraud. Yeah, it looks like he wasn't ever arrested. So, yeah, retraction. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at one point, a court in Australia revoked the church status as religion. Uh, it was later reinstated. Hubbard returned to the United States in 75, went into seclusion in the California desert. Uh, in 1978, a trial court in France convicted Hubbard of fraud in absentia. Wow. Um, other convictions from the same trial were reversed on appeal, but Hubbard died before the court considered the case. Uh, Never brought
3: to justice. Yeah.
2: He was named an unindicted co-conspirator in an international information infiltration and theft project called Operation Snow White. What was that? Operation Snow White was a criminal conspiracy by the Church of Scientology during the 1970s to purge unfavorable records about Scientology and its founder, L. Ron Hubbard. This project was included in a series of infiltrations into and thefts from 136 government agencies, wow. foreign embassies, Consulates, as well as private organizations critical of Scientology is carried out by church members in more than 30 countries. So
3: this is a Jesus. full-blown worldwide corporate espionage and, and Nixon gets a bad rap. Yeah, no you know? shit. <laughs> what the fuck? That all sounds really illegal. It's 30 fucking
2: countries. Jesus Christ.
3: <laughs> you know, these people are completely unscrupulous. That's not a that is a surprise to hear that they did all that shit.
2: Well, they're unscrupulous and I think the thing that that makes me not like them the most is they they feel like they're untouchable or they, at least they, they present themselves as untouchable. Like untouchable. Yeah. Yeah, they really do. I think once the uh, United States recognized them as a religion, I think they kind of got their gold badge and they can really do whatever they want. I mean, if you compare it to anything that the Catholic Church has done over the years, you know, I mean, just take a look at that. If they keep getting their status, why wouldn't Scientology?
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that Scientology probably has a leg to stand on as far as getting rights as a religion. Like you say, if others could do it, then why can't they? But they are clearly engaging in criminal operations and should be investigated yeah. and the funny thing is is that nobody really seems to investigate them now I do know this Germany and the UK mm-hmm. very recently have been right up Scientology's ass trying to regulate it make it make Scientology unwelcome in their countries
2: Retraction we don't know it's been up their ass
3: No, no, we we can't prove that it's been up their ass, but we know that it 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 hasn't not been up their ass. It was not not up their ass. It was definitely not not up their ass. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, they do seem to get away with a lot of shit. Also, they seem to get away with murder.
2: They do get away with murder.
3: Because they
2: murder people. David Miscavige, there there are some that say that he took out all Ron Hubbard at the end also. What? Yeah just to kind of rise to that level. Have you watched The Path? Oh yes, I have watched The Path. Yeah, that that strikes me as a Scientology type cult that they're in.
3: They they had some allusions to Scientology in that show for sure, but I think that those people were more like Jonestown. The
2: thing that rings true though is in that first season, you know, they have this leader that nobody can ever see and uh, somebody goes to find out what the last rungs of the ladder are. And they find out, oh, shit, the guy's alive. And so the guy basically lets him die and then pretends that he gave him all the stuff for the last rungs of the ladder. That sounds a lot like Miscavige to me, or the things that people people have said about Miscavige over the years. Huh. Well,
3: you know, uh, there are a lot of people out there that think that David Miscavige had L. Ron Hubbard's son, Quentin, murdered. There seems to actually be a whole lot of circumstantial evidence that... Kind of points in that direction. I mean, as with all these Scientology accusations, there's never any clear evidence. I mean, unless they're just squeaky fucking clean, which I I seriously have my doubts about, they're amazing at covering their tracks.
2: Yeah, they're really good at that. And I think it's putting people in the right places. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like we said, like the mob
3: they've always had a habit of being in the right place. Mm -hmm. You know, the sea org thing, I got to admit that's a stroke of fucking genius. Oh, sure. It is. Yeah. You know, you're, you're wanted, uh, in 15 different countries. Well, you get on a fucking boat, stock the boat with weapons and people and just say, Mm -hmm. come fucking get me. Yeah. You know, there's a book, uh, have you ever read snow crash? No. Uh, there's a cult that's very Scientology like that lives in a flotilla. That's just floating around in the Pacific and, as the cult grows, the flotilla grows. So you've got all these ships and rafts and stuff all just hooked together, floating around in the ocean, and it's a it's a city, yeah, of cult members. It's Waterworld. It's it's like Waterworld, <laughs> right. yeah. It's really cool. But basically, in this story, basically Scientology is living offshore in this flotilla, and they build this big fucking army and actually wage world war. Really? Yeah and i mean it sounds pretty cool well it sounds like something that could be accomplished see scientology they're big like i say and they have their own navy they are armed presumably is there is there ever been any any evidence that scientology has been arming themselves Have you come across that in in your research? I don't
2: know that uh, that's necessarily been a thing. I think that they arm themselves more with people. Yeah. Uh, Like I say, in the right places, right times, and uh, they say the right things. Again, they're fucking smart. Arming themselves with um, the IRS was the greatest thing they ever accomplished. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that really is the greatest thing they've well, ever done.
3: Well, they basically have the IRS blackmail. Yeah, that's true. Um, into not fucking with them. And that's like something that's that's well known and, and acknowledged. And there's just nothing anyone can do about
2: it. And then anytime somebody brings up something bad about uh, Scientology. I know there was a Nightline interview at one point where... Uh, Miskevich was was really being railed on and his defense whenever somebody comes after him like that is that they have destroyed this one thing or they've gone after this other thing and basically they just turn the argument on whoever's arguing with them. I know that that he he talked about how Scientology had dealt a big blow to Prozac and drugs like that. And so being able to turn the tables on whoever's asking you I know is a real skill of his and of the organization's
3: you kind of touched on something that's a little weird with Scientology is they don't take medicine yeah, at
2: all. That's right.
3: They don't yeah. take any medicine, not aspirin for a headache, not antibiotics for an infection.
2: Yeah. They're like, uh, they heal spiritually. in that way. Yes. Yeah. No blood transfusions, nothing like that. Yeah. There's no, still some of them left. No blowjobs. Do you think that they, they don't do blowjobs? Well, I know ha- no happy endings. I know that that's, that's one of their, <laughs> yeah. It's one of their, their tenants. Well, no would, happy ending. Dude, no,
3: there's no way that Scientology outlaws blowjobs, because if they did, dude, they wouldn't exist. That's probably right. Any That's... religion that outlaws blowjobs <laughs> is destined to not last
2: long. Well, I was just thinking the only happy ending is meeting Xenu.
1: And now, Information Skirmish with Alice Crohn's.
2: Listen, folks, we all know
3: Sasquatch did 9-11, but one thing the mainstream media won't tell you is the story of the galactic overlord Xenu. Xenu came from a wealthy family and never had to work a day in his life. Everything was handed to him and he was surrounded by people whom he paid to agree with them on everything. He developed delusions of grandeur which morphed into a full-blown god complex by the time he reached his golden years. He truly came to believe that he was a superior genius and premier businessman, though everyone around him knew that he was an undereducated, spoiled, and disturbed man-child. Blatomir, the leader of the planet Cerulea, which was at one time an enemy of Xenu's home planet, fed into these delusions, telling Xenu that he had the potential to become the supreme galactic leader. He welcomed Xenu into his country and together they engaged in activities such as money laundering and other financial crimes. They got very rich together by exploiting the less fortunate beings on their respective planets. Xenu had vices, one of them being a lust for underage girls, which Vladimir was more than happy to provide. What Xenu didn't know is that Vladimir was documenting all of Xenu's proclivities for the purposes of blackmail. Xenu's home planet was in a state of prosperity when it came time to elect a new Galactic Overlord, and Vladimir had made Xenu his puppet by this point. He forced Xenu to run for Galactic Overlord while at the same time working to damage the reputation of Xenu's political opponents. Xenu did as he was told because he knew that Vladimir could ruin him in an instant with all the evidence of crimes he'd collected. Xenu's home planet had a political party called the Mechanicals. The Mechanicals had been spending decades manipulating voting districts in order to subvert fair elections, giving them an unfair advantage. This, combined with Vladimir's cyber warfare campaigns and a minority of the populace that were brainwashed, frightened xenophobes, ensured that Xenu would win the election despite the fact that he got far less votes than his opponent. Now that Xenu was running the planet, Vladimir was able to force him to do his bidding. He ordered Xenu to enact laws that were damaging to the people of his own planet, alienating minor species while propping up the more wealthy species. This destabilized Xenu's home planet and weakened all the other planets in the galaxy. Xenu was an impulsive, spiteful fool and was easily manipulated by other politicians. He was incapable of hiding his crimes due to his egotistical boistering and his collusion with Vladimir was so apparent that his planet, in a desperate attempt to save itself, appointed their best investigator, Malarian, to attempt to lawfully depose Xenu. But Xenu's crimes were vast and he was constantly implicating himself in new crimes via the galactic social network. So Malarian was overwhelmed and before the investigation was able to conclude Xenu, Vladimir and the Mekonicans had robbed the planet of its wealth and natural resources and fled back to Cerilia, where they could live as emperors and escape justice for their crimes. Xenu's planet was left a smoldering husk, its people so poor and desperate that they eventually resorted to eating each other by the time the planet became uninhabitable. And that, folks, is the story of Galactic Overlord Xenu. Listen folks, this is scary stuff. Thank God nothing like this could ever happen here in the good old US of A. know something that the church of scientology is kind of in trouble for right now yeah what's up danny masterson mm. from that 70s show yeah. he played Hyde. Yeah. Mm-hmm. uh he allegedly has raped some people right right and the church of scientology is hiding him and harboring him and keeping investigators off of his ass
2: see i want to I, I i was wondering where he went because you know he was doing that show on netflix right it's amazing how many times they've they, that they've been caught doing things like that though hiding people beatings and starvations and and all of these things that they do to their own church members or people that want to be a part of the church who maybe misstep i know that their big stronghold now is in la yeah and the uh celebrity center yeah correct? the celebrity center and i think it was going clear that talks about uh the one girl that they kept in top room there Just a mattress, and and they just kept her in there with no food, no water. She finally starved to death. The other problem is it's not just the low-level people. So even people that are in in the higher echelon, they've talked over and over about Miskevich just just beating them and, and just going off on them, locking them in the hole. You heard of the hole?
3: Yes, that's that facility in the desert, right? Yeah, yeah. Where It's just they, a bunch of
2: trailers. And they're not, there's no locks on the doors. Yeah. They put you in there uh-huh. and you stay in there because yeah. you're stupid. Well, you're stupid and you're afraid of what's going to happen if you come out the door. Yeah. Because basically, and you can call it stupidity, but it's really deprivation. It is. So they deprive you of everything. So you don't know what time it is, what day it is, anything. And so you don't have any idea what's outside that door. I mean, it could could be a hundred knives waiting for you outside that door. They could just shoot you in the head or whatever. Whatever Miskevich or or his lackeys have come in and said they're going to do to you, those are all the things going through your head that whole time. And after a bit of deprivation, that kind of stuff starts making sense, I would think.
3: Well, and see, the reason why these kinds of psychological tactics work is because they actually follow through. On their promises, right? sometimes. Um, they have recovered people from Scientology that claim to have been severely beaten, yeah. severely yeah. tortured uh, using military, guerrilla style, and psychological torture tactics. These people are terrifying.
1: And now, Crazy Vicky.
6: Poach Center for mixed and multiple personalities, so when I do, it's kind of a special occasion. I mean, it's kind of a drive from town, and there's all those gates, cards, and the visiting hours are only from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. At least that's why Mama said she can't come. I just wish she'd take a call from me now and then. Hmm. Anyway, when Jim and Julian showed up the other day during game time, where I was in the midst of an especially argumentative session of solitaire. You see, Mr. Meanie wanted me to build a card house and Princess Pell wanted me to eat the cards. <laughs> Those two can never agree. You know how hard it is to play a game while two corporeal spirits trapped in your head are trying to stop you. Another just wants to taste the blood of anything letting like all been there. Wait, where was I? Oh yeah, Jim and Julian. So they come in wearing really nice suits. You know, the kind that morticians who bury dead rich people in gold coffins and bank presidents who turn down loans to single mothers wear. They come in and talk to everyone in the game slash exercise room. First, patient 1375 who just screamed something about plates in his head and moon bases, the nice lady, patient 1452 she always gives me candy tastes like medicine but i eat it anyway seems to make her smile Ugh. then that whole group of people who think they're better than the rest of us you know the kind better smocks better slippers get visits from loved ones and never bleeds from their eyes they think they're so hot i think they're just stinky poop Days when we have a taco drink because all our meals are served in cups, just like our our get better pills. I spill a little of them as I get rolled by. Taco drink smells really bad. <laughs> I'm so bad, man. I'd like to stick one of them in the no no's on with my IV Pool. Shut up, Mr. Meany. <sighs> Sorry, he gets in my mouth sometimes. So, oh, yeah, honey, those guys, yeah, they talk to every me last. I guess it was Jim to spoke to me first. I remember him because he had really shiny white teeth like a horse. Nah. He said, you know, there's a better way than taking all these pills and wasting away in here. Well, duh, I said. I really got him. I wanted him to know I knew about outside and He said, I can see you have a real fighting spirit. One that's being crushed under the United States system of drug abuse and mental confinement. I thought, yeah, I do have a fight on spirit. I want to hear more of what he has to say. Anyway, he tells me how it's not really me who does these bad things. I just have a thetan that's dirty. When I heard that, I got really excited because I'm good at cleaning. Sometimes I scrub them until I bleed. All oh, the blood dripping from my hands, but. Mr. Orderly told me that was bad. Now I know he's wrong. They told me I needed to go clear. Now, I'm not sure they mean the same as invisible because patient 6721 says he's invisible, but that's only when he takes his clothes off. He clearly does not know what he's talking about because I see him every time. I just pretend I don't. It makes them happy. They talked for a while and at first I was excited, but they talked so long ago. So I started to daydream. I saw space, planets, little alien ships whizzing by my head, and it was nice at first. Then everything got real dark, like in the closet. A big, fat, green, ugly alien had its head appeared out of nowhere. I think I peed a little. I was so scared. He said his name was Zenu, and these boys were his disciples, and I should follow them. Now. I know from past experiences not to fall for what aliens say but I'll tell you about that other time I guess when I screamed it scared the boys and they left because when I came around they were gone and then there I was strapped in bed again snug as a bug in a rug <laughs> oh I love my buggy; it's so warm oh well they seem nice but I hope they don't come back i don't like aliens and that's a fact
0: this is a channel 9 news break i'm dick johnson tonight at 6 hear about one man's struggle to tell his family he is curious about going vegan and man loses dog in divorce with alleged soulmate misses the dog the most this is channel 9 news on the sevens weather on the fours
2: Jeff Hawkins who's Jeff Hawkins he was a uh, guy who did publicity for Scientology oh yes that's right yeah. I remember and Miscavige yes. jumped up on top of the table came after him and Miscavige is like four he's very tiny guy
3: yeah he's, he's got a short man syndrome. he's got the Napoleon complex and what a fucking what an ambitious guy this Miscavige, yeah, I mean, amb- he,
2: ambitious to a fault. I mean, he he just just cruelty doesn't matter, death doesn't matter, nothing matters to, uh, other than him getting ahead and to the top. He's of the church. relentlessly ambitious. Yes. And is there even an end goal to
3: Scientology, or is it just him trying to become more and more powerful? Because there is no number two in Scientology, no, is there? No, not I don't really. There's no. I two. mean, there is. It is run the same way a corporation is run. But David Miscavige is emperor. He doesn't answer to anybody else in Scientology. Right, there's right. no there's nobody checking this guy.
2: No, he's basically ascended the throne. Yes, and my god, man, he's ruthless. They talk over and over about how he just he he does it doesn't matter. It's all about him being number 1. It's not even Scientology being number 1. It's him being number 1. When L Ron Hubbard died, I remember seeing that speech. He came out and told the whole crowd, you know, that L Ron Hubbard had shed his his human body yes. and finally ascended, you know, to whatever. And that's why I said the path, because it kind of reminded me of that ladder ascension yeah. thing. It's just lies and stories and, and just just general weirdness. It's just weirdness. You see Scientology kind of
3: getting little murmurs in the news. Every now and then something will pop up about Scientology is being legislated on by some country somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it happens a lot. right? But that's like all you ever hear. And there's so many things that go on year by year that are kept out of the media i mean you'll you'll be able to pick up reports and things here and there on different watchdog sites but the real big stuff it just doesn't get talked about scientology flies under the radar in the media in a in a almost eerie way
2: it really it really is kind of eerie unless 2020 comes out and says oh we got a special report or something and that's like once a year uh, and I, it's always fairly mundane shit. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you had asked about uh, Scientology being armed. I will say that Miskevich is a firearms enthusiast mm-hmm. who enjoys skeet shooting. Um, he named playing the piano, underwater photography, and trail biking as being among his hobbies. Are you
3: looking at David
2: Miscavige's Tinder profile? No, no. <laughs> yeah, he's a real renaissance man. He's a real piece of shit. It it would
3: not surprise me at all to find that Scientology is stockpiling weapons. I mean, like I say, they have their own navy. They obviously have huge ambitions and a tyrannical despot, Mm -hmm. basically, at the helm. And, uh, you know, this can't end well,
2: can it? No, no. I think at some point this goes up in a fireball. But the crazy thing about this is that this will be a fireball like nobody's ever seen when this thing finally ends. I can't imagine... That Miskevich is sane at this point. People who rise to the dictator status, they often start believing their own bullshit. You know, look mm-hmm. at like a Kim Jong-il or something Gaddafi. like that. Gaddafi. Anybody they they like come that. to fancy themselves yeah. gods. Yeah, they kind of fancy themselves gods. And, and he talks about it all the time. So, I mean, why would he not already be in that state? So anybody that's risen to that type of power, he's almost running a small country. Yes, he is. He's got
3: an army. Yeah. If they've got weapons, which I'm sure they do, yeah. then that's
2: something to watch out for. I don't know how big it is in the rest of the country, though. You know, you hear about it a lot in California. Uh, you hear about it sometimes in other countries, like you said, but I don't know how big it is in the rest of the country. Well,
3: I don't know about the United States. I don't think that the united states is particularly hot for scientology Mm -hmm. but i know that there are places in europe that definitely are that that's how come they've had to deal with these issues like is scientology uh you know a religion and all that that's why they've had these court cases because it's really big over
2: there right well that and the fact that they can get away with whatever they want for the most part i would imagine that pisses them off to a certain point
3: yeah, um, and also there are countries in the world that are, take taxes much more seriously than America does. That's true. The U.K. definitely being one of them, yeah. uh, you don't fuck with the tax man over there for sure. Yeah. They, there is no fucking with the tax man. Yeah, so. I just
2: like I say, I wonder how big it is in the rest of the country because, you know, Miscavige is from Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, kind, of, boy. kind of the Bible Belt, Corn Belt, you know, of the nation. You know, the, the hardy people that, that kind of pay all the middleman taxes and all that stuff. So I wonder if that's a big deal like where he's from
3: well doesn't this kind of
2: qualify as an isolationist religion kind of like
3: the mormons in utah uh you know it's kind of the same thing isn't
2: it yeah they're they're seclusionists at least for the mormons you can say they they claimed salt lake as a home base I don't know that Scientology really has a home base unless they are now L.A. When I think Scientology, I definitely think L.A. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I I guess you're right.
1: And now, The Lighter Side of Life with Lady Glitter Sparkles.
7: Welcome, friends, to another episode of The Lighter Side of Life with Lady Glitter Sparkles. As a practicing mystic vegan, life coach, alternative midwife, dog whisperer, and hypnotherapist, I come into contact with a wide array of souls, some with very bright energy and some have a very dark energy. Each person, and animal for that matter, was breathed into existence by Gaia, the ancestral mother of all life, the primal mother earth goddess, if you will. And each spirit exudes an aura, or a human energy field. I have been blessed with the holy gift made stronger through my vegan lifestyles and lots of Kegels, to see each and every aura and read a person before ever meeting them. Being a spirit walker on Earth, I felt it was my job, no duty, to seek out those who practice Scientology to see if I could help them find their way. I had heard all the crazy stories about aliens and Tom Cruise, but people can be downright mean and untruthful. Now, everyone says I have an open mind, or an airhead, but I have to admit I was pretty skeptical about this religion and wanted to find out what the real truth was. I asked Raja Joe if he knew where I could meet any real Scientologist, and he said the only one he ever met was a girl named Julie that worked at the bookstore at the mall. I decided to stop by on the chance that the Scientologist lady was working that day. As fate would have it, and the loving direction of my guardian angels, she was there. When I saw her, the strangest thing happened. She had no aura. It was just clear, nothing. Putting my fear aside and saying a small prayer to the goddess of stuff you're afraid of, I went to Julie. She was a very nice girl and said she was getting off in 10 minutes. Thank you, Blue Crystal of Time. And would love to meet me in front of Let's Go Vegan. My favorite place in the food court, of course. She came right over and started talking right away about her religion and how she's never felt better and how she just moved up the ladder. This girl could talk. She had pamphlets, videos on her phone, and stories of how she used to be. She said a few years ago she was at her lowest. Turning tricks to make money, that sounds worse than killing and eating meat. She was found by a nice man who showed her the way. He paid her after they were done when he took her to his church to meet Bill, who was a church elder, and helped her to start becoming clear. Now, this made sense because I couldn't see anything around her. She talked and talked and I started to get really into the thought of trying it out. I mean, what says I can't be good at clearing people as I am at understanding what pets are thinking? Or how to shame a meat eater? Until she said something that shocked me. She said one of the first steps is to turn over your possessions and step away from non-believers like your family or your friends. Now this really cut me to my core. There was no way I would give up my family or friends. Sure, my mother lives in Redondo Beach and tells people I'm a smelly hippie and most of my friends are far less evolved than I am. But there was no way I was leaving them to their own devices. I fully believe I was put on this rock Third planet from our sun to help, to train, and to show others how they can truly be. I told Julie I couldn't do that, and she said she understood. She said a lot of people feel that way at first, but it was just traumatic events from the past that could be revealed in the audit. I said thank you and quickly called an Uber to take me back to the ashram. I still get a pamphlet in my door or a call on the phone, even though I never gave her my number, asking me to come to church and check it out. But I have to politely decline or say I'm sick. I just don't think I could give up judging my friends and others that easily. Until next time, my celestial friends, this has been Lady Glitter Sparkles with the Lighter Side of Life. Namaste.
3: There was a time when it was actually kind of in vogue to be a Scientologist. It's kind of weird the people that go after
2: it, though, to to join Scientology.
3: Well, they definitely seem like they're all kind of like B-listers on their way to A. Yeah. They think that Scientology is going to get them A, Uh but really they should have probably converted to Judaism instead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I would say, (laughs) since they run the media.
2: You know, even like Tom Cruise, you talk about Tom Cruise being a big Scientologist. They got him on his way down. Yeah,
3: that's true. Yeah, uh, but that was him, a good score, though. They Tom got him Cruise. Mission
2: Impossible four.
3: No, no, he was a Scientology like like Mission in Impossible M- two, Minority Report.
2: No, yes, that far, yeah. Hmm.
3: Oh yeah, no, they they did catch him on the way down, but right at the beginning of the slide. You know, but Tom Cruise is, is still very popular, still very influential in Hollywood, and you know he's still kind of making some good movies. He's They're still a small doing man those too. Mis- yeah, he's got one tooth
2: right in the middle. God, can you imagine how much of his of his uh, earnings he's given away? You know, I mean, it's got to be in the hundreds of millions. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. Same deal with, with uh, Travolta. I know Travolta tried to get out. I don't know what they did to pull him back in. You know, you would think once the shine is off the apple for these folks that, that they would want out completely. But they've got to be doing something weird to pull them back into him
3: blackmail they say
2: yeah maybe they touched the kid or something well that's
3: one of the things that they were talking about on going clear right where yeah. they would they would make them do things and then oh, say true. if we You're if right. you ever tell we'll yeah. you know we're going to let it out yeah. you know who i am surprised is not a scientologist hmm. nicolas
2: cage yeah he seems like he would be gung ho he seems like he
3: would fall flat on his face for scientology yeah. <laughs> yeah. like he would be perfect he could be scientology's like Mega spokesman. Isn't
2: Will Smith a Scientologist also? Will Smith
3: is not a Scientologist per se, but he has given money to Scientologist schools, yeah. and After Earth was kind of yeah, a Scientology yeah, yeah. Yeah. movie. It was an L.
2: Ron Hubbard-type script or something yeah. like that, or, or derived from It was from based on like an that.
3: L. Ron Hubbard uh, short story, I yeah. believe. Yeah. He's not an outspoken Scientologist. I think maybe Jada Pickett is a Scientologist. think it's an idiot.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah, he's just a friggin' idiot. I mean, oh, are you talking about Jaden? Yeah, Jaden. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I get Jaden and Jada mixed up. Said, I mean, you know he tried to start his own religion, right? Did he really? Yeah, with pyramids and sex.
3: No, that's yeah, sounds great. Yeah, I look that up sometimes. What's there's a pyra-
2: There's a pyramids and sex thing, and he would get his friends all to come over and make pyramids with him and things like that. So he has a pyramid
3: <laughs> sex just, re- See, I'm okay with that. It's just
2: the weirdest shit. See,
3: I, I can't hate on Jaden
2: because... Because of After Earth. He yeah. You really liked it. I did like after earth. <laughs> it was
3: great. It's I, I really did like after earth. I'm, I'm fresh Prince in space. I'm just going to say this right now. It was not the worst movie ever made in night. Shyamalan has made some really fucking garbage pale movies. And that's like the first good one he's done in a long time. Everybody hates uh, after earth. I think it's fine. I've never seen it.
2: Really? Yeah. I just you should watch, to it. watch it. I didn't want to see that. And I didn't want to see battlefield earth either.
3: Oh, I, I see. okay. I, I yeah. like shitty movies too. Yeah. I don't think after earth was a shitty movie. So when I say that I also like Battlefield Earth, I want you to know I mean <laughs> I like it for totally different reasons. You coming out of the Scientology closet? Battlefield Earth was like a perfectly shitty movie. It was so bad. Mm. It's one of those movies like The Island of Dr. Moreau or The Room. It's just awful. Like, there were hundreds of people that came to meetings and watched dailies and yeah. wrote notes and did yeah. rewrites and did reshoots and... And it still just turned out to be the most on awful yeah. fucking thing yeah. ever made. Uh, I mean, it really is right up there in the top ten worst movies ever made. Right, right. And it's got a lot of charm. It's got Barry Pepper in it. <laughs> Barry Pepper was in the prime of his career, and then he did this movie, and that was it for yeah. him. Forrest Whitaker's career survived it, but he was actually really good in the movie.
2: He's got that one eye that's really squinty. He's got a Tom York lazy
3: eye. Oh, is Forrest Whitaker a Scientologist? I don't know. Ever since I saw Battlefield Earth, which I saw when it came out. Yeah, in um, the theater, twice. I the theater. did not go see Battlefield <laughs> Earth in the theater. I saw it very shortly after it hit DVD. You got the Criterion I, collection. I, I, <laughs> Dude, if they put out a Criterion of <laughs> Battlefield Earth, I would buy it. I'm not even I'm not even lying. Yeah, I'd buy it. They don't have one, and I know, because if they did, I would have
1: it. Because <laughs> if they did, I would have
3: it. <laughs> And
1: now, a word from this week's sponsor. Have you ever wanted to be a sailor? Without all the hassle and red tape, joining an actual military organization brings... Have you also wanted to be slapped around on open waters as a part of a paramilitary group? Do you have a deep need to be a part of a totalitarian organization marked by intensive surveillance and a lack of freedom? Are you yearning to sign a symbolic billion-year religious commitment, pledging to get ethics in on this planet and the universe? Then Sea Orc is for you. The Sea Organization, or Sea Org, is a legally non-existent Scientology organization founded by our glorious leader L. Ron Hubbard. Since L. Ron has shed his physical shell, today, Sea Org serves as a private naval force under our Supreme Captain David Miscavige. After only a few months or years of total hell in the Estates Project Force induction program, being audited several times a day, Trained by being punched, <laughs> humiliated, and belittled. Mm, you two can return to the Sea Org when you are reborn. Talk to a local weirdo today about joining Sea Org. Or else, Sea Org, when you hate yourself enough to give the very best after you die come back and serve a billion years.
4: Sea Org, they come back. Remember, all this shit is 100% real. Sea Org, David Miscavige, and Scientology are crazy as hell. It is a big goddamn cult. Seriously, if someone wants to talk to you about Scientology, run the fuck away.
2: Let's talk about the personality test. All right. So the personality test. Hey, do you have like a BuzzFeed Scientologist personality test you could give me? No, this is, this is a real deal they do. Oh. This is where they come in and they give you the, the, the 210 cans to hold. They audit you. Yeah, the audit. The yeah. personality test. Yeah, yep. they come in and they ask you questions and, and it's basically less than a lie detector. Yes, I mean it's just this piece of shit that they put in it's your It's literally just a resistor. Yeah, it's you're, just a resistor. Yeah, yeah, so you're 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 just a battery at that point, and you're uh, you're you're throwing off sparks. Yep, you know, and they ask you something, and you threw a bigger spark that time or whatever, and it's just the most ridiculous piece of shit. And ever. what they do
3: is they ask you what it is that you feel bad about. What are you yes. guilty about? What have you done? Mm-hmm. And they drill you and drill you. When they find out what you've done. They drill you onto why you've done it and they keep asking and keep asking and keep going deeper and deeper and deeper until these magical tin cans that don't actually do shit. Quit reacting to you or whatever. That means that you've gone clear or you've cleared. Right. And really what this is, in my opinion, is a way for them to dig up info on people that are in their organization so that they can
2: use it for uh, blackmail purposes. Well, it's not only that. It's a way for them to sell you courses.
3: Well, yeah, that too. They sell their books in these packs or whatever, mm-hmm. and you have yeah. to buy them in a very specific way from very specific people, and they're thousands of dollars. Yes,
2: yes. I know Leah Rimini. Yes. Who does the big show now, which is not a bad show, by the way. It's great. Yeah, she's 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 a decent person for coming out and wanting to help these people. She's amazing. She very really is. Incredibly brave. I, if I had to pick somebody who would have come up against Scientology, I wouldn't have said, oh, Leah Rimini. No. <laughs> you know, the king no, of Queens. not lady. at all. She but, was great on that show. Oh, well, it was a great show. In one of the first shows, she shows all the courses that she bought over the time she was in it. And there's just thousands of them in her house. Yep. You know, just thousands of courses. And you've got to figure these and things. And they're also. like VHS, aren't they? <laughs> a lot Everything's of them are VHS. VHS. Yeah, a lot of them are VHS. Like, in, like they still sell
3: VHS tapes. Well, that's when, that's when technology peaked. You know, every now and then, if you go down to uh, half-price books, uh-huh. sometimes you'll find like Scientology books on tape. Really? I've seen them a couple of times. I never bought them, but I have seen them there.
2: Chris. Owen, who apparently is a reporter, did an analysis of the personality test. And what he says is the uh, OCA, Oxford Capacity Analysis. That's the personality test. That's what they call it. He says that it's so rigid so that it will usually produce poor results. It's without any scientific recognition or validity. It's sold in a manner deliberately calculated to imbue the testee with the maximum amount of worry and concern, a tactic most likely to work on the weak and vulnerable, and it's used to pressurize the testee into buying expensive courses. So those, those are basically the four tenets of the personality test. And then uh, here is a transcript of, of the actual test. You want to take this? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, this is the personality ana- analysis uh, to discover things about yourself that can help you gain a happier life. All right. So you see how they start off with this, oh, it's, it's all bunnies and rainbows. Yeah, this at the is beginning. Supp- this is going to make you happier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are your strong points?
3: I poop every day. There you go. Regularly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and some people say I work too hard.
2: Mm. Yeah. What are the problem areas that are denying you achieving your goals? Uh, it's basically my
3: friends. Uh-huh. My friends all suck and uh-huh. they hold me back uh, peer pretty pressure. much all the
2: time. Lots of peer pressure. No, no,
3: just hacks. Oh, lots I just of hang hacks. out with a lot of hacks. <laughs>
2: No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. Answer each question as to how you feel right now. And okay. That's all capitalized right now. Uh, indicate your answers to the right in the space provided for each question. Please use a pencil. You will use I your don't voice. I a pencil. You'll use your voice. So we're going to start here. For each question, uh, it's a yes, maybe, or no. Okay. okay. Those are your three. Do you make thoughtless remarks or accusations which you later regret? Yes. Okay. When others are getting rallied, do you remain fairly composed? Yeah. It's just terrible English. Do you browse through railway timetables, directories, or dictionaries just for pleasure? Oh, yeah, every day. (laughs) Railway timetables. Yeah. Uh, You
3: know, you got to know when the trains are coming.
2: When asked to make a decision, would you be swayed by your like or dislike of the personality involved?
3: Yeah. Hell yeah.
2: Do you intend two or less children in your family, even though your health and income will permit more? Mm, Yeah. Okay. Wait, what? Do you do you intend two or less children? Do I intend two or less? Yeah.
3: Is it asking me if I can afford to have more than two kids, but i am not having? Right, kids, you're only going to have two, two kids because I want money. Population. Uh, instead of having two kids and no money, I want to have no kids and two money. Right. Um.
2: Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Here's one of the weird ones. Uh, do you get occasional twitches of your muscles when there is no logical reason for it? Yep. That could only mean you've got problems. It's, it's the it's the Thetans. Would you prefer to be in a position where you did not have the responsibilities of making decisions? Oh, God, yes. Are your actions considered unpredictable by other people? I don't think so. Do you consider more money should be spent on Social Security? Yeah. See how this thing goes back and forth like ping pong? Like, yeah, that yeah, is kind of weird. Yeah. Do other people interest you very much? Yes. Is your voice monotonous rather than varied in pitch? No. Do you normally (laughs) let the other person start the conversation?
3: Fuck, I don't know. 50-50. Yeah. Is there a maybe?
2: There's a maybe. There's a yes, no, or maybe. Are you readily interested in other people's conversations? Yeah. I'm a big eavesdropper. Okay. And that was very innocuous, that question, right? It was. So here's your next one. Would the idea of inflicting pain on game, small animals, or fish pervert you from hunting or fishing? Or prevent you. Sorry, not pervert you. <laughs> yes, of <laughs> course. That is literally I why I fish. don't hunt and fish. Are you often impulsive in your behavior? No. Do you speak slowly? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this fucking thing is long.
3: Yeah. They're just wearing you down. The Everything that they do is a form of psychological torture. Even these fucking questions. It's just to get into your head... Uh, They want to flip your brain inside out. They want to see everything in there, and they want to exploit it the best they can.
2: And some of this is just so innocuous, like I say, or such innocuous. But I imagine that there's just a couple in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And that's a pretty common tactic to use when you're questioning people. You ask them some mundane questions Mm -hmm. and see how they react.
2: And you bury the the weird ones in the middle.
3: Uh, Or you ease into them so slowly that they never see that you're starting to... Poke them. Are
2: you embarrassed by a hearty greeting such as a kiss, hug, or pat on the back if done in public? Not at all. Yeah.
3: I I welcome it. If you see me in public, guys, just come stick your (laughs) tongue down my throat.
2: It's fine. (laughs) And pat me on the back at the same time. Um yeah, yeah, that is a two hundred fucking questions. Two hundred questions. Number 1, who is spending the time to answer 200 questions? I mean, you really got to be down on yourself. You've got to be at a point in your life where you're like, "Fuck, I don't know, 200 questions, maybe that'll do it." You know, I kind of
3: I've always felt like like the priesthood was a way that people and I'm not saying that this is always what it is, but it's a way for people to get out of their mom's basement. And you know, not have to worry too much about paying their bills and stuff. you gotta live in the
2: in the church or whatever well, it's kind of like the military,
3: but I kind of feel like Scientology's kind of the extreme version of that. You just want to get away and they will get you away i I think that a lot of people get wrapped up in Scientology because they're running away from something
2: else. Are you ever ill at ease in the company of children yes yeah i've I've heard that from you before now how about you, Mike? uh no. No, I'm not. What about teenagers? Uh, yeah, I don't like them at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now, fun talk time with people who know stuff and tell me things, by Josh.
8: Hi, I'm Josh with Very Dark, Very Quick, and I'm here with... Katie Galaxy. Hi, and uh, this week we're actually going to be talking about Scientology. How do you feel about Scientology, Katie Galaxy?
5: Well, I know little, but I can certainly say Elron Ron Hubbard can suck a bag of dicks.
8: Wow, that's a, that's a pretty strong statement for an opening statement, wow.
5: I know, uh, he's just kind of out there with the whole religion type deal.
8: So that being said, do you, do you have a, an issue with Scientology itself or just religion in general? Uh, more of a religion in general. Really? Okay, alright. Um, yeah. Pray tell, uh, why is that?
5: more along the lines of I didn't grow up with religion so it kind of kept me out out of the range of Christianity,
8: Judaism, Buddhism but I study all of it. Okay so that being said, do you feel that Scientology still holds some of the uh, the same uh, standing as the other established religions or not? Not one bit. Do you feel that Scientology has any leg to stand on like other established religions or not?
5: No, it's, it's more of a newer religion. Uh, it doesn't have much ground to stand on with some of the philosophy it carries. And it's just, it's a little out there for most people in the first place.
8: Mm, this is true, this is true. And, uh, and how, how do you feel about, uh, if it actually, do you feel that it has actually an appeal to uh, some, some of the lower income individuals? Or do you feel that it's mostly towards the, uh, the higher, uh, higher echelon, the, the rich?
5: I feel like it's aimed at the rich. It doesn't, like, it doesn't have the the uh, the philosophies that it could uh, sustain the poor.
8: So if you have had anything to say to, to any Scientology church, um, what would it be?
5: <laughs> and you can just, like, stop it with everything and maybe just eat a whole bag of dicks, man.
8: <laughs> there you have it, I... A bag of dicks for, uh, for all the Scientologists out there. Thank you so much, Kitty Galaxy. You're welcome. I'm Josh with Very Dark, Very Quick, and I'm here again with... Gemini Descent. This week we're actually going to be talking about Scientology. So, uh, Jiminy Cricket, how do you feel about Scientology?
0: Scientology is one of those things where I admittedly don't know very much about, but what I do know is that... Um, It it looks and sounds like a cult. Uh, It's very popular in Hollywood, and they're very powerful. Scary powerful. Like, they have a lot of lawyers. They go after people who talk bad about them. They go after people who try to leave. Like, it's like, you've got your handholds on media stars, and media stars influence public opinion, and, it kind of gets into a cycle of, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they can spin things how they want if they control the right people, and I it just creeps me out, the whole thing.
8: So um, with Scientology, do you feel that uh, it's actually on the up and up, or is it kind of just lingering around? How do, how do you feel about that? Uh, honestly... It,
0: I couldn't tell you one way or the other. They're super secretive. They don't even have a published book that you can get. You, act, it's almost like a buy invite only. And th- the only thing is, they don't really go after the average dude. They go after people who have influence and money. And that's the only thing that's concerning to me.
8: But,
0: <sighs> you know, the, their influence may be in infancy, or you know, it could just be a bunch of guys who dress up in clown suits and do coke. I don't know.
8: There you have it. So, uh, actually, if if they were to uh, dress up in clown uh, clown suits and uh, do coke, would we'd be down with uh, checking that out, joining the session or anything? I
0: don't know. It was a little eyes wide shut for me, so we'll
8: leave it at that. Ah, well, there you have it. So, uh, so if any of you are, you know, looking to uh, dress up like uh, clowns and uh, maybe do a little bit of coke, uh, we we got someone here that might be interested.
0: Yeah, I think I'm uh, kind of good on my own front on that one, Steve. <laughs> Steve <laughs> that's a funny name.
8: it's not my name. my name's josh right, there you have it all right we're we're uh that's that's I, all I we're gonna to be paid for this. You're not getting paid for this all right, thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much uh Gemini Destiny. well yeah you're you're gonna be cold it's it's wintertime. thank you so much and uh appreciate you. you have a good night
0: no problem thank you very much
8: all right, thank you.
1: Hello, here's your local weather. Weather? You want the fucking weather while my life crumbles before my very eyes? Fuck you. Fuck Celsius. Fuck dating. Fuck men. Fuck happiness. Fuck it all.
2: So, David Miskovich can uh, suck my ass.
3: Yeah, I just want to say uh, to all the people listening out there that if you're in Scientology, get help.
2: Yeah, Please.
3: No Just get out. Um, You know, those of us out here uh, outside of Scientology are seeing some pretty fucked up shit going on. And if you can't see it because you're on the inside,
2: well, just trust us on this. You're in a cult. Get out. Yeah, you are in a cult. Uh, Anything that has a chart that starts with grade zero and goes through grade four and then new era and clear and OT preparations and OT levels, you got a problem.
3: You got a problem. Any of you guys in Scientology need any help? Um, just email show uh, at verydarkveryquick.com. I don't com, think that's the way it works. And
2: we will fucking get you out. We'll break you out yeah. of Scientology. Yeah, definitely email that email address. <laughs> we'll, we'll take care of you. <laughs> We're known breakers. We'll come and, and uh, take care. we we'll we'll break your chains, family. man. Yeah. One last thing. And this just goes for every religion. At a point where they start asking you for money, uh, I just it, it's it's crossed a line for me because religion is supposed to make you feel good about yourself and others, and supposed to make you a better person. Uh, nowhere in it is it supposed to be you handing a hundred bucks to the guy so he can make you feel better.
3: Yeah, it's not just you guys in Sea org that need to worry. You you guys in the mega churches that are slapping down twenty percent of your income, you guys are in a cult too. Sorry to tell yep, you, that's true. So that's all we got for this week's episode about yeah. Scientology. We are going to probably be spending the next couple of weeks talking to our lawyers, mm-hmm. getting a couple mm-hmm. of things worked out, trying to defend ourselves. Just getting from in this- front of it. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do some proactive uh, legal right. Um, right. covering of bases uh, and we'll probably get murdered, too. So if we come back next week and we're talking about how awesome Scientology <laughs> is, we want you to know that we have been
2: compromised. Please yeah. send help. Please send help. And, and do not email show at com to get us out. No, no. Yeah, that's definitely. just for you just guys. Just call 911. That's just for you guys. Have my credit cards canceled. That would Let's be the best it. thing that you could do for me at that thing. point. Um, Alright, let's get out of here. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Blog Talk Radio, we are a member of that uh, through the Astro Panda Network. AstroPandaNetwork.com. Go check out some of the other great shows there, like Return to Camp Blood. Um, the, like pops. The, yeah, the Pops. Yeah, the Pops. Pop Collectors Pop Guild. Collective the,
3: the League of Extraordinary League of Pop, Pop Collectors. League of Poppers. If you want to see the League of Poppers, what you need to do is go to Reddit and go to r/popping. Yeah, that, I think that's, that's exactly that's what you where want. the poppers or hang out. Or you
2: can go to your your uh, your local Lebanese grocery store and ask for poppers.
3: Yes. Or you can go down to your local gay bar and ask the guy in the back of the club. That's exactly the same thing. The Lebanese (laughs) like their poppers too?
2: I'm just saying it would be in a Lebanese grocery store. No offense to the Lebanese listeners. but No, we love our Lebanese listeners. Oh, especially. We love your falafel or whatever you make.
3: Man, I just want to say for the record that baklava is the best thing in the world. Is that Lebanese?
2: Probably. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. See, I thought it was Greek. Uh, Are Greeks Lebanese? Aren't Greeks and
3: Lebanese the same thing?
2: I don't know. I know they're all hairy. Don't yeah? They're all hairy, very hairy bunch. people.
3: Yeah, yeah, they like to make all kinds of weird, different Sweaty. types of mayonnaises. Sweaty people with I, aiolis and shit. Yeah, you know what? On second thought, I kind of hate our Lebanese <laughs> listeners.
2: <laughs> why don't Why don't you go get fucked, Lebanon? Um, okay, so we did uh, Return to Camp Blood. We did uh, the Pop Poppers. There's a bunch more uh, great shows out there. You should go and check them out. You can get a hold of us at verydarkveryquick at gmail.com uh you can also reach us on twitter at very D, very q and what else we got oh let's plug your uh let's plug your thing oh yeah and be sure
3: to tune in to dumpster fire cinema that's my other podcast myself and the lovely jordan talk about movies that we love uh this next episode is going to be about the film in bruges which was going to be the episode that we were going to do next last time we were doing this show and it hadn't <laughs> been done yet but it's going to be fantastic <laughs> uh it's our christmas episode christmas is over happy new year's everybody oh we should tell uh the viewers about the onichan conference
2: yeah we had uh we were members of the uh onichan online content conference shot a bunch of great video Put out a uh, VDVQ Christmas special, yes, on YouTube. which is
3: fantastic. The VDVQ Christmas special was made by some folks that you probably don't know. Uh, uh-huh. Myself, I played Santa, and we had uh, Matt, Matt and Jay, and um, and the arm of Brian, the arm of Brian, uh-huh. and the voice of Josh. Oh, uh, yeah, these are guys Josh that we you were... would
2: know from VDVQ. Yes, he's already at Reporter. Not idiot savant, just idiot.
3: No, no, but he does a great job. No, he does a great and, job, uh, and he so we, we feed him candy. These are the people that we work with on a daily basis. This is
2: these are our peeps. Um, so you get. So a little... when he was talking about people keeping him down, those are the people he was referring yeah, to. That's pretty that's much. Right. That's, that's, that's it's pretty just much those true. folks. Yeah. Yeah,
3: um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so big shout out to all those guys. Thank you guys for being part of the very dark, very quick Christmas special. You did fantastic. We mm-hmm. yep, love you. Did a great job. We're gonna get, We're gonna do more stuff like that, guys. So be uh, be ready for that. Well, the other thing
2: that's out there on the uh, VDVQ YouTube channel is uh, some back history on on uh, Crazy Vicky.
3: Yes, that's right. We have cra- a bit of Crazy Vicky's origin story. Yeah, some of the yeah. video that was used in court. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But See, one thing that... Well, we'll tell you the story. Crazy Vicky's a good friend of ours. Uh, You've heard her. She's done a couple of segments. Um, She's 100% real. Yeah. Uh, We want you to know that. Um, We don't write that stuff. That is her. These are her stories. Yes. and so we're trying to find a little bit more about Vicky, so we've been launching a little bit of investigation yeah. amongst ourselves to try and dig things up to see how she this got to be This was basically the, the first piece
2: does. we came across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
3: there's going to be a lot more. We're reviewing all of the files that we stole from the uh-huh. mental
2: institution uh-huh. uh, down the road. Oh, I don't think you're supposed to say mental institution. Uh, looney bin? No, I, I think she's just Booby Hatch. She's just in a hospital. Yeah, so uh, so stay tuned for
3: that. We're going to get to the bottom of the crazy Vicky situation, and we yeah. will keep you all posted.
2: Hey, by the way, uh, go to vdvq.threadless.com. Oh, yeah.
3: New shirts. We got some new shirts. I actually love the spark plug one, man. Nice I bought one. it. It's, yeah, it's, it's nice on one. the way. I got one, too. Yeah. I
2: fucking love that design. Yeah, it's cool. Mike makes all this shit himself. He's, he's amazing. All right, guys. Uh, Thanks for joining us again, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Fuck you, Miscavige.
1: Thank you for joining us. Please tell your friends and neighbors about us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. This episode of Very Dark, Very Quick featured Mike, Aaron, Josh, Jeremy, Crazy Vicky, Volk, and Jordan. Music by Fish Hands. Check him out on bandcamp.com.